Hey everybody, when you hear that sound of that great music from the city of Chicago, you know it's time for On the Lighter Side of Baseball, and we are searching for a lighter side of baseball. And I think I can provide it. I think that uh, given all of the uh, problems with the coronavirus and all of the delays, the rescheduling, the doubleheaders, the revision of the rules, seven inning games, starting runners at second base, in extra innings, and 60-man pools. Uh, it's been strange, and just when you think it couldn't get much worse, we had the uh, situation in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where the players in the NBA and in the Major League Baseball and in the Major League Soccer decided that they were going to show a strength of unity of strength and support for the African-American community. And uh, so a couple of days have seen sporadic games in the Major League Baseball schedule get canceled and all of the NBA get canceled. And we are going to uh, forge ahead, try to get through with the second half of this abbreviated season. And when we do, we'll have playoff baseball. And I'm not sure if they'll go back to all of the original rules of baseball. I think they will, but who knows? Uh, this stuff is being done on the fly. And I suppose that uh, someone's to be commanded, but I don't, I don't know who. I think that the fun part of it is watching uh, some of these players uh, take to the field and have great performances. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, batting average in in uh, uh, some of these areas has been spectacular. I mean, the uh, surprises have been few and far between, but there are some surprises out there. And when we uh, start to analyze the schedule, we analyze the standings, we analyze what's going on in the world of uh, uh, sports, uh, It's uh, it has taken on a, a different meaning in past years when there has been a national tragedy, sports has been there to fill the vacuum uh, after 9-11 and a substantial period of waiting. Uh, the teams took the field and in a way provided an awful lot of uh, stability to the rest of the nation knowing that baseball and soon football would begin. Now, you don't get that same feeling you don't get that same uh, breath of, of, of air thinking that uh, everything is going to be okay uh, because we're playing baseball. It's just not all coming together. Now, I do think that 2021 is shaping up to be a good year, a year with vaccine, a year with some political stability, and a year with spring training that resembles what spring training started out like this year. If you all will remember, we were marching along to uh, uh, the start of baseball season when the coronavirus kept cropping into everybody's daily discussion. And finally, uh, when an NBA player uh, tested positive for COVID-19, the season came to an end. Uh, at least spring training came to an end and then Major League Baseball and the Players Association started squabbling back and forth. And I guess if there's anything that shows that things are 
uh, as crazy as they were, just the same. The, the union and, and these multi-million dollar ballplayers are arguing with the uh, Major League Baseball. But the players have all gotten paid, and the owners have all taken a hit. And uh, the uh, owners have figured out ways to, uh, to make money. TV contracts have gotten better. And local deals have gotten better. Radio deals have gotten better. The Nike whoosh is on all the uniforms. So, I mean, monetarily, they're doing fine. There has not been a major outbreak of uh, COVID-19 in Major League Baseball, despite no bubble and uh, no uh, imitation of what they're doing in the NBA and the NHL. So that's that's good. I think that they're all obviously making an, a, a genuine effort. And uh, a couple times when players slipped up, man, they were ostracized. Uh, look at Plesak and uh, Clevenger. They were just like ostracized. They're, they're probably going to get traded here at the trade deadline. And so uh, we're at the midway point. Most teams are in that 30-game range with 30 games to go. Not the Cardinals. They've been postponed so many times. But uh, yesterday, for you Cardinal haters, they got swept by the Pirates in a doubleheader. How how much better does it get? Not much better than that. Cubs zipped off the starting line like a racehorse at the Kentucky Derby that was 60-1 to odds. It took the lead at the third and fourth furlong. And as it got to the middle part of the race, it began to understand that it did not have the fuel left in the tank. And so, who knows? It's hard to tell. Uh, but it's, it's fun. I think I have adjusted my belief that uh, this spring training extension is good for the game ultimately. There are an awful lot of kids that are getting to... Uh, the major leagues that wouldn't otherwise be the major leagues. And there are some studs. And, you know, for anybody who does not think that Major League Baseball has super-juiced this baseball, then, man, that's the old Brooklyn Bridge scenario. Come on down. We'll sell you the Brooklyn Bridge. The ball is flying. Every place looks like Colorado. And it's okay. Again... This is a year that is going to be an aberration. It's going to be out there with the number of asterisks by it. And so the game may be the same, but what you've got is a bunch of uh, teams that are uh, fighting for the playoffs. And they have 16 teams in the playoffs, 14 go home, and uh, it's going to be kind of interesting to see what teams end up uh, going home. I think that there are some teams we can talk about right now where uh, we know that they are going home. Uh, one would be the uh, Kansas City Royals. We know the Royals are headed for um, a quick end of their season uh, at the end of September. We know that the Detroit Tigers are going to head home. And that's two teams out of the American League Central. They suck. They're pathetic. The Royals sort of are bad, but not... I guess they've been worse. I guess you could say that. Um, let's look at the American League East. Uh, I'm going to go through each division. 
this is this we're going to do two hour long segments. We haven't done a podcast for a while because there are a lot of things going on in the world, and frankly, baseball hasn't been uh, that exciting up until now. We got the trade deadline coming up. We got the sprint to the finish line. We got 30 games left. We're going to start seeing magic numbers. So today, we're going to kind of look at the standings and we're going to look at the uh, some of the achievements that have been made by some of these guys. And then in a day or two, we'll come out with segment two. This is our, let's call this our midterm assessment. Yes, our midterm assessment of the 2020 season. Is it for real or is it a joke? Is it something to remember or something to forget? Is it something to kind of look at and go, eh, you know, it is what it is? Or is it something that we can really put our hands around and say, now this is baseball. I think the playoffs will be, after the first round, they'll take the 16 teams, play two out of three, I believe, and get it down to... um, Let's see, that would get it down to eight teams, four, four in the American League, four in the National League, and then they'd have a, you know, the regular old playoffs. So, Tampa Bay is for real, and they've got, they, they're going to go to the playoffs. they got good pitching. I would not want to face them during the playoffs. The Yankees are going to get to the playoffs. They spend more, and they've actually got a pretty good team and a lot of depth. The Blue Jays are not going to get there. The Orioles are not going to get there, and the Red Sox are just, God, I mean, they, they they got the same result as the Astros, but without the publicity. You know, they lost their manager. They got Ron Renneke, nice guy, but man, he ain't a Boston manager. So the Red Sox are abysmal. So we got to get rid of... Um, Six, 14 teams, seven in each, and we've already given up Toronto, Baltimore, Boston, Kansas City, and Detroit. So that's five. So we need two more teams out of the West, okay? And you guys, at the, in another 30 days, you can check me out. You don't have to wait very long for this. Uh, listen to us on Spotify, listen to us on iTunes, listen to us on SoundCloud, and uh, soon, but not yet, We'll be broadcasting live from Papakinos. Okay, we need two teams out of the West. Those would be, God love you, Joe. You should have retired. Madden should have wrapped it up. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim by way of Disneyland, they're out. And Texas is out. So that means Seattle and Houston have to get in. Wow, that. So you're going to have three from the West, three from the... And we're gonna, again, we're trying to get to eight. Three from the Central and two from the uh, East. That's in the American League. You heard it here first. I, I think that's accurate. I'll send my list to Craig. He's working hard, doing double duty with the Bucks and the Brewers. But uh, he might have some time for little old me. Uh, not that little. Very old. Let's look at the my favorite league, the National League. I'm going to save the Central for last. So... In the National League East, you have two teams that are up there right now, but they're not going to both be there at the end of the season. One is Atlanta. They'll be there. The other is Miami. They won't be there. Then you've got three three teams that are really good that are not playing very well, but they will be. Two of these three are going to be in there. I think four come out of the East. 
You got the Phillies, the Mets, and the Nationals. The Nationals are drooping. But they'll do their second-half deal. And uh, so out of that league, the Bre- the Braves have played 30. The uh, Miami's 14-12 and 12 in second place at 26 games. The Phillies have played 26 games. The Mets, 29. The Nationals, 28. I think at least three and maybe four out of there. So, again, we're looking for eight. In the National League West, you've got three potential teams, the Dodgers definitely, the Padres I love. Uh, They are the most fun new team on the block. I love them, and by new team, I mean a team that came from nowhere to now it's in the race. Then you've got Arizona out of it, San Francisco out of it, Uh, Bud Black, man, he should maybe get consideration for manager of the year every year. You've got Colorado, San Diego, and Los Angeles. That's three. That's three out of the other uh, east. So you're looking for two out of the central. And, man, uh, you've got the Cubs, Cards, Reds, Brewers, Pirates. I think it'll be the Reds and the Cubs. How about that? So you have the Reds and the Cubs for two, the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Rockies for five, and you got the Braves, and you've got the Phillies, and you got the Nationals. Those are my those are my picks. I think they're pretty solid. I'm I'm uh, challenging anybody to uh, to top that. It's going to be an exciting little race, and. Uh, I don't know. Is anybody really that excited about baseball besides me? Um, Hopefully some good things start to happen. Today is the day that they are celebrating Jackie Robinson Day. How about that? So today of all days generally is April 15th. And um, instead it's going to be uh, today. Uh, which is August 28th. I don't know why they picked August 28th, but they did. Nobody asked me. So that was uh, that was pretty good. And um, we're going to look now at some of the some of the uh, averages that are going on in Major League Baseball. And um, Jesse Winker, the, he, you know, pretty cool. He's just having a great season in 3.33 OPS of. Uh, 1,130. Luke Voigt with the Yankees is having a great year. Uh, Harper, hate to say it, is uh, hitting pretty well. Brandon Lowe and um, Nelson Cruz, Jose Abreu. And I think the uh, MVP is going to be uh, Tatis. Dude is good. Fernando Tatis. Uh, My dogs are coming back. The uh, Machado Harper, they're both hitting over. Well, Machado's at 294. He's close. Blackman's kind of dropped off. He was hot to start with. Mike Yastrzemski, awesome. Trevor Story, boy, I tell you what, he's there all the time. Freddie Freeman's there all the time. And uh, so on and so on. The Cubs, you have to get to Ian Happ to get to 287. And uh, the Cubs can't hit. I said that in the last podcast, so I'm not going to bore you with more of that. But frankly, they cannot hit at all. Um, kind of sad, but true. So we've got the uh, predictions 30 games out. 
I mean, that's pretty exciting. 30 games to go. And in a minute, we're going to come back from our break, and we're going to talk about home runs. And remember, this is really a factor of about 3.2. So let's put that 3.2 factor to work and see where these guys are in the home run race. So this is Jamie Retzke on the lighter side of baseball. Hold on. We'll be back in a few minutes. And back we are. Let's look at home runs. Uh, let's look at that juice ball. And uh, when, we, when we look at home runs, we have to first remember that we're going to apply that factor of three. So Fernando Tatis Jr., shortstop for the Pots, has 13 in his leading Major League Baseball. And uh, so... 3.2 is roughly uh, 39 home runs, 45 home runs going into the last month of the season. Pretty good. I think that's a pretty accurate test, too. 3.2, I don't have a calculator, but I'm going to just guess. At 12 home runs is Jose Abreu, who the Sox really didn't give the greatest deal to, but he got a pretty good deal. And uh, he's he is uh, rewarding them. Did I say the White Sox are going to be in the playoffs? Did I miss the White Sox? I don't think so. Maybe I skipped over the Central Division because you've got three. You've got the uh, Twins, Indians, and White Sox. They're all going to get in. Uh, the, the two most fun surprises so far uh, of, the, of, the, uh, of this year, the two big surprises have been, one, the Chicago White Sox, and two, the San Diego Padres, the Pods, are kicking butt. Will Myers is hitting pretty good. Uh, Hosmer's hitting pretty good. Tatis, Machado. These guys are good, and their pitching's holding up. And uh, Yates, I think their closer's out. I think that's what my man out in in, uh, in Palma Valley, California, my best favorite guy out there, uh, and I have to be careful about who's my best favorite guy at Palma Valley because I have two. But uh, anyway, Palma Valley is a beautiful place on the planet. It's a golf course community, uh, Robert Trent Jones. And if anybody gets to San Diego, you ought to hop in your car, go about an hour and five minutes to the gates of Palma Valley, tell them you know me, and they'll uh, never let you in. So tell them you know my man Bob, and you get in, or Doug, and you get in. You ain't going to get in if you say my name. We're on the lighter side of baseball. And speaking about that, now we'll go back to the stats. Uh, Mookie Betts. How about Mookie? The guy gets the best contract ever and delivers. I mean, how many guys do that? Took the dogs a couple of years to do that. And Mookie, man, he is great. Got 11 home runs. You do the factor of 3.2. And he is right there at 33, 34, 35 home runs. Nelson Cruz, can you get any better with age? The guy is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And here's a guy that I have, you know, I've got a podcast I've never heard of. Teoscar Hernandez, right fielder uh, for the Blue Jays. Who's ever heard of the Blue Jays? The Buffalo Blue Jays. Luke Voigt, Nick Castellanos, wide. You know, every time I see his statistics, it's like, Theo, how do you still have a job? How do you still have a job? I mean, yeah, uh, you blew it with Morrow and 10 other pitchers. And you let Castellanos go. Kimbrell, man, you think he turned the corner. 
gets a couple of guys out, then his head takes over and he goes south. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Cubs play four in Cincy. We'll see how that goes. Battle of two of my favorite picks. Uh, Castellanos, Eloy, I used to be with the Cubs, Jimenez. The guy they traded for Eloy, Jose Quintana, is going to be back on the team and hopefully pitching. I don't know why they sent him to the bullpen other than they don't have a bullpen. Uh, Brandon Lau, Tampa Bay, Matt Olson, Oakland. Man, oh man, the A's. You know what? The A's and the Rays. Low budget, always in the hunt. I love them. I think they're both going to get into the playoffs. Matt Chapman is underrated, and if he played anywhere but in Oakland, he'd be one of the top guys. Judge, Real Muto, Story, Bellinger, Cody Calhoun. At least there's a couple names we, that are new. Gritchick, traded by the Cardinals. That's great. Let all those guys go. Moreland, Muncy, Will Myers. Uh, geez, no Cubs on the uh, top 18 in home runs. Let's check the average and see if we find any Cubs leading the uh, major leagues in their batting average. we got Charlie Blackman. He's cooled off. You know, everybody was predicting he was going to do 500. Hey, come on. He's not going to get to 400, but he could hit 340. Kyle Lewis sounds like a baseball player turned rock star, but uh, he's hitting second, 350. Then Donovan Solano. I mean, how many times have these guys been up? A lot. Never heard of him either. I need to start studying. Oh, my God. Kyle Lewis, I guess I've maybe heard of him. Uh, Goldschmidt, have I heard of that guy? Huh, St. Louis, Jiminy, great trade. Unfortunate for the Cubs. Pedro Severino, this dude is on fire. 333 for the Orioles, 81 at bats. He's hit five homers, knocked in 20 runs. Two stats you need to win baseball. You need... Run scored and RBIs. You got to have somebody knocking you in. You got to have somebody touching the plate. Uh, Jesse Winker having a great year with Cincinnati. Uh, Nola, he's a pitcher. Who's this guy? Austin Nola. David Fletcher, Obreu. Swanson, Starling Marte. Bryce Harper is hitting 317. Nelson Cruz, Eloy Jimenez. Cubs, Cubs, Cubs. Uh, no Cubs in the top 25. Let's see how far we have to go before we see a little Cubby in the uh, in the averages. Peralta, Whit Merrifield with the Royals, who are so pathetic. Shoop Doggy Dog with Detroit. Tatis, Hurt, Guriel, Machado's hitting 294. Kyle Seeger, Mike Yastrzemski, Mookie Betts kind of getting back to it. Real Muto, Evan Longoria, up uh, top 50, no Cubs. What? Can this be true? Can you have a team in first place? They don't have a player in the top 50? Let's see where they, let's see if we find a Cubby in the next 25. Nunez, uh, you can start seeing, you've never heard of these guys. Jesse Aguilar, Santander. Not, not Santana, uh, not You've Got to Do Your Evil Ways. But no, not Santana. Kanha, Ha Khan, Bogert, I've heard of him. Luis Robert, not to be called Roberts. It's so easy as a broadcaster to call this guy Luis Roberts. Man, is he good. He's going to get nothing but better. He's the guy that never played a game in the major leagues, and they paid him a bucket load of money. 
Caven Bijou, relative of Caven, is uh, that guy in the Hall of Fame, Craig, Father Craig. Cesar Hernandez, Polanco, Radek, Myers, are you getting the picture? Uh, hello, Cubby. Let's see. Jacoby Jones, Tommy LaStella. We traded Tommy. We, Cubs. You know, I'm a Cub fan. We traded. That guy was horrible. Sent him out to Joe. He is, the, he is leading anybody above any Cub. Wow. Sitting 273. Way to go, Tommy L. You know, what would a nickname be for Tommy LaStella? Stell? I don't know. Go figure. Uh, A.J. Pollock, Jonathan VR, who the, uh, you know, the Brewers have made some bad moves. Zach Davies, oh, God, uh, you can't get rid of that kid. And uh, I would never have gotten rid of VR if it was in 272. Um, Bregman, Solak, Newman, Piscotti, Castellanos at 266, but he's got, you know, some good stats going. Reyes, Grossman, Tucker, Cabrera. No Cubs in the top 75. Let's try the top 100. Hmm. Theo, how do you still have a job? They have nobody in the top 75. Okay, Christian Vasquez, Francisco Lindor, we know him. Cal Moran, we know him because he's in our division. Again, our kind of a homer for the Cubs. Corey Dickerson, McCutcheon, Piar, Taylor, Trout, Edmund. Uh-oh. Do we have anybody in the top? Jorge Soler used to be a Cub. He's hitting 245 with a lot of dingers. Brian Anderson, Marwan. There's no Cub in the top 100. Let's try the top 125. Hello. Hello, Chris Bryant. Hello, Anthony Rizzo. Where, oh, where, oh, where can we find a cup? We're moving on to 123. Ah, here we go. Kyle Schwarber, the leading cup hitting 220. Could that possibly be right? Am I looking at the right thing? I, I just can't believe it. I cannot believe it. Let's uh, see if we can't. Find a up, oh boy, that's 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 worse than I thought. That is worse than I thought. They're horrible. I mean, can they be that bad? Who, 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 who? Let's see, Cubs. We're gonna look at the Cubs, and we're gonna see that I must have missed. I missed. Let's go check this out. I'm going to read you the Cubs batting averages because some of my fans, some of my loyal listeners think I'm a little grumpy when it comes to the Cubbies. They think I don't really care about objectivity. They think that the Cubs are so look at their in first place. You're a little rough on the boys. Let's look at their current batting averages at the midpoint of the 2020 COVID season. Ian Happ, 287. Somehow I missed the dude. Uh, the next highest hitter is Javi Baez, 221. Schwarber at 220. Rizzo at 216. And Wilson Contreras at 207. Folks, can you believe that? There's Ian Happ, and then there's the rest of the world. And uh, wow. That's really bad. I mean, 
It's worse than I thought. Anyway, the uh, Cubs are one of the worst stories, and the fact that Theo still has a job is unbelievable. I feel bad for Joe Madden. I feel great for the Rays. My buddy Dwayne Stats is doing super, and uh, I think that's pretty cool. Um, so let's take the average and let's go down to 287 and see if how I miss this. 287. Ian Happ, number 41. And then it, then the roof caves in or the floor drops out. Anyway, enough of the Cubs. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about the Padres. Let's talk about how exciting that team is, and uh, they lead baseball in come from behind wins. After 30 games, they had 13 come from behind wins, which was an incredible record. That was pretty cool. Um, we're going to pull out during the break. We're going to take a little break, and we're going to get the uh, uh, lineup for the Padres, uh, who took a day or two off uh, to honor Black Lives Matter and to assess the situation from Kenosha. And I think they're going to get back today. So let's see if we can't find their lineup and go through it. All right, fans, we're back on the lighter side of baseball. And I want to take a look at this powerful team for the San Diego Padres. Uh, tonight, Zach Davies is going to tow the mound. Uh, the guy that left the Brewers and Davies is 4-2 with a 3.03 ERA with uh, 31 strikeouts. And I'll tell you what, he is a pitcher you would never let go. Uh, they let him go. I don't get it. They got no pitching on the Brewers. They are fatigued. I mean, after two or three years of Craig Council going through his bullpen like uh, it was uh, old underwear, it's catching up to them. Not only can they not hit, these guys are running on fumes. And uh, I, I don't get it. You know, everybody thought Council was the wily old uh, coyote. Well, boy, oh, boy, talk about draining your drain. Even with the 30-man roster, now 28. I don't know. Uh, the Brewers should be doing a lot better. They, 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 <laughs> they are, uh, what's a nice way to put it? They have prostituted themselves to the analytics to the detriment of scouting. And it's too bad because they shift, they play the odds, they don't believe in starting pitching, they traded away starting pitching, they take a good bullpen guy out and call him a starter. It's bad. I mean, it's just bad. So I root for them. Uh, Ryan Braun, who I never used to root for, but I root for him because of some of the things he's done personally that I really like and respect and appreciate as it relates to our good buddy Nelly. So let's go ahead and stop this digression and let's look at uh, how many of the Padres can I name. I mean, I'm looking at the lineup, but how many do I know? Trent Grisham. Center field, hitting 252 with seven dingers and 15 RBIs. I never heard of the guy. Fernando Tatis, boy, he came on last year with, I mean, here's a guy that got Machado out of shortstop, so we know how good he is. He's hitting 300 with 13 dingers, leading the major leagues with home runs, 30 RBIs, and six sacks. You know, people don't steal. 
But there's a big-time guy. So there, let's see how many big-time guys are in this lineup, and it's defined by who I've heard of. Uh, number two, big-time guy, Manny Machado. One of the dogs from last year, but Machado is having a great year. 294, 11 dingers, 27 ribbies. Uh, third big guy, Eric, I get a lot of money. Hosmer, 253 with six home runs. Not off to a bad start, not off to a great start for a first baseman. You'd like to see a little more than that, a little more output, a little more power. In right field, coming back from what has been a mediocre career since the Royals drafted him, Will Myers hitting 274. He's another big guy. So Machado, Hosmer, Myers, all big up the middle, and Tatis. That's four good guys. Cronenworth, second base, hitting 360. Three homers, 21 RBIs, a stolen base. Wait, wait, wait. I can't read anymore. Hitting 360, got three homers, 12 RBIs. I've never heard of this guy, but he's having a hell of a year. Uh, Ty France. Now, that's a great name. I don't know. It should be like a great name for the Tour de France. How about that? I mean, if you had a good bike racer named Ty France... Ty France is hitting 283, rides his bike to Petco Park every day from Rancho Bernardo. None of that's true. I don't know who this guy is. I do know Rancho Bernardo. It would be a long bike ride. Holy cow. But Petco Park, there's a park I miss. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we have had some fun at Petco. We have had some great observing from buildings around the field, and man, oh man, that is great. Ty France, DH, 283, not bad. Jorge Mateo, eh, I've sort of heard of him. He's hitting a buck 25. Austin Hedges, who should be doing great, is kind of struggling at 160, but he'll pick it up. He's their catcher. So all in all, uh, that's pretty good. Let's look at the Colorado Rockies who they take on in the Homer, Homer Domia. Uh, yeah. Uh, leading off, Ramel Taipea. It's like Paia, but he's Tapia. 292, not bad, never heard of him. Trevor Story, 306, awesome, nine home runs. The best player in the National League, maybe, is Nolan Arenado, 241, struggling, seven dingers. Charlie Blackman, God, this guy's good. And I'm not sure, you know, the Rockies are never treated with much respect because of the light air and Coors. But uh, they're fun, and they're doing pretty good out there. Blackman's the real deal. He's so good. He's got the longest hair in baseball. Harper's trying to catch up. It's a race. Let's see by the end of the playoffs who has the longer hair. Bryce or Charlie? I'm thinking Charlie. Yep, sorry, Bryce. Uh, and then there's some guys like Tatis. Got some, he not only has some good hair, but he's got some good moves. If you've seen, after his home run, the, the, the Padres do kind of a no-touchy kind of Congo line. And, uh, you know, Machado tries to do it, but he's no good. But Tatis, man, he can rock down that Congo line, banging imaginary heads, hands. Another guy who never seems to age, uh, Daniel Murphy. Oh, my God, is this guy ever going to leave baseball? He's hitting 256, three dingers, 14 RBIs. Hard to believe he doesn't have a steal. 
guy slower than me. Matt Kemp, another guy. I mean, it seems like the Dodgers traded him 20 years ago. He's the DH in 246. Uh, so do people go out to Colorado to end their career with the bang, literally, hitting home runs? Sam Hilliard in center field, never heard of him, or Tony Walter. So that's kind of, I thought I'd put a little bit of highlight, spotlight on the pods. Uh, they are playing good. Their record is awesome. And uh, I, for one, think they're they're going to be in the playoffs. And then we're going to analyze at the start of the second portion of our midseason wrap-up. I'm going to take each pitching staff of each team that I think is going to get in the, major, in the playoffs and go with their top three and who you would not want to face. So just for an example, so people understand a little bit what I'm talking about, who would you not want to face? I you know, the the Braves are starting to develop a few other guys outside of uh, Soratko. They're going to be tough. Uh, the Marlins would be tough if they make the playoffs. But, you know, teams like the, uh, the Indians, who you wouldn't want to see coming down the pike. And uh, Giolito with his no-hitter. Uh, White Sox have a pretty good group of pitchers. So I'm going to look at the top three of... All 16 teams that I predict will get in the playoffs, and uh, that'll be fun. So I think we're going to wrap up segment. We had three segments today, so don't anybody get confused. Stay with me. Stay with me. I'm easy to confuse people. We're in the process of moving. I'm loading boxes. Oh, my God. Let's talk a little bit about what I've found in some of the boxes that I've looked at. Now, some of you know I'm a kind of a crazy collector, and um, I have no idea of the things that I have. And then uh, when Nelly passed away, I ended up inheriting a number of his his possessions. And I've talked about some of his stuff, and, and his stuff is cooler than my stuff because it's, you know, number one, it's, it's the, the value is diminished when it's personalized. But when the person that's being personalized is such a good guy and, and was such a great humanitarian and such a great uh, part of Major League Baseball for all sorts of years, 40, 50 years, played, coached, uh, broadcast, went through the minor leagues as a player, as a coach. And, you know, I'm talking about Dave Nelson. And uh, Nelly, you know, like I'll go and uh, I'll get a bat autographed by, let's say, Cecil Cooper. Uh, and I picked a name because I don't have a Cecil Cooper bat. But if I did, I'd like it because he was a great brewer. I probably have his bobblehead. Nelly collected every bobblehead that they handed out at Miller Park. So I have two or three laundry baskets full of bobbleheads now. If I was in a garage sale in Milwaukee, I'd be rich. These bobbleheads would go for big bucks. Robin Yon, Paul Molitor, Trevor Hoffman. Woo-hoo. But... I'm in Kansas City, and people are going to look at these bobbleheads in this in my. Uh, you know, the other funny thing is we're having an estate sale, and you know, an estate sale. I, I get the concept, at least I thought I did. An estate sale when somebody uh, passes away, and uh, their heirs, loved ones, survivors, don't want to deal with a lot of the crud that he collected or she collected they have an estate sale well I guess I beat everybody to the punch because we're having an estate sale 
and we're still living and breathing, I think. And so this estate sale is going to be funny because, you know, there's some nice stuff. And uh, then we've got, you know, collection of cassettes from the 1970s and CDs from the 80s and DVDs from the 90s. And uh, we've got all sorts of, you know, I think I'll throw some baseball cards in there just to, as a tease. You know, the tease would be on me if somebody found a good card in these miscellaneous. I've got a lot of cards, but I've also got a lot of stuff that I bought at shows that I probably never looked at. Back to Nelly. As I've said before, he had really, really Hall of Fame quality people autograph balls, but instead of just signing their name, they would, Dave, you're the greatest guy I ever met. Thanks for helping. Kurt Flood. Dave, I appreciate our friendship. You're the best. Keep up the good work. Brooks Robinson. Dave, I appreciate everything you've done for me. It's really been fun to get to know you better. Al friggin' K-Line. Dave, thanks for everything. Ken Griffey Jr. Dave, you're the best coach I ever had. Jim Tomey. On and on and on and on and on. All these things that uh, that I think are fun. I, I just I just love memorabilia, and especially if it's it's something of my own. So I'm going to try to figure out how to move a lot of this memorabilia. And uh, I think I'll uh, I've got you know one thing uh, Nelly gave gave to me uh, this football signed by the uh, Monday Night Football guys or some of the Monday Night Football guys. James Brown. I don't even know if he was on Monday Night Football. Uh, the quarterback for the Steelers, Terry Bradshaw. Um, you know, there's some good autographs, but that's going. My Stan the Man cap, I'm going to part with that. My Tom Watson putter, I'm going to part with that. That would bring a little money. I mean, it would be fun. I, the place going to probably pay a lot of money for that. Um, I've got a uh, Louis Gonzalez bat. Who wouldn't want Louis uh, Gonzo bat? And uh, on and on and on. It's going to be fun. So if you're in the neighborhood, drop by. You can pick up some, some fun stuff. Uh, I have uh, peddled all of my games, which is fun. Uh, uh, I have peddled my jukebox, which I'm sorry about. Hey, here's another note, a programming note that everybody, everybody out there, if you can't get enough of on the lighter side of baseball, and I do have a few problems with the production because they cut me out of quite a bit of this. But there's a program that is on Amazon Prime. I think it's Amazon Prime. Called 50 Summers. And I think I've talked about it before, but if I haven't talked about it, I should have. This is a production about the 50 Summers in Omaha, Nebraska. And seven of those summers featured the Gus Cherry, my uncle, uh, edition of the Omaha Royals. And since uh, uh, my uncle had passed away, they finally tracked me down and uh, interviewed me uh, right after Warren Buffett. And I thought, you know, they featured Warren more than me, and I don't understand that. I think I was much more cohesive, cogent, informative. I had a lot of stories, and yet they cut those out. I was the only one with any contact with Ewing Kaufman. The guy interviewing me had never heard of Ewing Kaufman. So here I was with the ability to educate the people on the 
AAA affiliate of the Kansas City Royals community about the legendary, the one, the only, Ewing Kaufman, and, and there isn't that much in there. But it is on uh, Prime, Prime Time, Amazon Prime, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm in there uh, on a few occasions, and again, not enough. I mean, did I have a lot to say? It's like when, uh, for you Royals fans, Willie Mays Aikens uh, stumbled into my law office one day, and uh, he stumbled out. He was, it was like, it was like uh, George Foreman and uh, Ropadope. He, he just struggled. He stumbled out of my office because I barraged him with words. And, he, and Willie was trying to sell books, balls, you name it. And I regaled him with memories, my memories, of the Kansas City Royals, which are legendary. I should do a show just on the Kaufman trial, uh, the Omaha Royals, and representing some of these guys. I'm going to do it with uh, Duke. That's great. Duke will do it. We'll have a show about uh, the Kaufman years of the Kansas City Royals, and um, that's going to be fun. We'll do that soon. I'm going to get Duke. We're going to do it. He's agreed to do it, even though he doesn't know he's agreed to do it. And that is going to be awesome. So let's see. We've covered uh, a lot of ground. Uh, we started off slow, but we rock and rolled at the end, I think. We got the, uh, you know, I'm going to follow the Padres more, I promise. My buddy Bob out there, I would. But now they're good. Um, and Tatis could be the MVP. And then you got the Dodgers out there. They're going to be great. So the National League playoffs are going to be pretty exciting. I pit the Padres against the Dodgers in the, Ameri in the National League Championship. And... Uh, in the American League, mm, I'd have to go with the, I don't want to pick the Yankees. Everybody picks the Yankees. I'm going to say the, everybody picks the Twins. I don't have a clue. The American League is boring compared to the National League. But, um, you know, it is what it is. So maybe the Indians will come through. So our next show, we're going to look at the pitching for the playoffs. We're going to look at, uh, there'll be a few more games down. And then a fun show is going to be about the uh, Kansas City Royals. Another fun show is going to be from Papa Kino's. Another fun show is going to feature uh, my career at SMU, where I um, really didn't play much and uh, uh, led to my going to law school, which did lead to something anyway. And uh, that uh, segues back into uh, Michael Shapiro versus... Ewing Kaufman, Avrin Fogelman, and the Kansas City Royals. Uh, a case that lasted a long time. The actual trial was a couple of weeks. And in the end, the jury, in fashionable form, in the United States District Court for the Western District of Missouri, returned a unanimous verdict for Ewing Kaufman and your Kansas City Royals. Big deal. Big fun. And uh, that, uh, that case... Well, we'll talk a little bit about that case. It's not exactly Joe Jackson, but there again, that gets us to another show we're going to do, and that is I'm going to I'm going to try again to get uh, the Negro League Museum Director uh, Bob Kendrick on the phone for a Zoomcast. So there's a little bit of what's coming down the pipe. We got 30 more days of baseball, then we have the playoffs. I think the playoffs will be a little bit more like reality where the other 14 teams will go home, 16 teams will live on for three days. Then you get down to the brass tacks and 
God willing, the uh, COVID-19 will stay away from everybody and we can have some fun in the playoffs. So I've awakened. I've had a much more fun time on this than you probably have, but I'm ready for uh, my next, my segment two, actually uh, episode two of this podcast. So it's going to be a while, but I think we'll go ahead and put this one up because there hadn't been much up lately. People are wondering if uh, I'm still around. I am. Even though I'm having an estate sale, I am feeling good, and I'm going to head out to the golf course tomorrow at 6 o'clock in the morning to uh, hit that white ball around. So, in some cases, green ball. Anyway, it'll be fun, and I hope everybody is healthy. I hope you guys are staying safe. I hope you're masking up. Uh, just like a catcher, only, you know, the mask's a little more comfy. And uh, stay away from uh, crowds and stay healthy, please. You know, we need all four listeners to be okay. <laughs> so, yeah, there are more than four. All right, guys and girls, you have a great night. And we will be back soon uh, to talk a little bit more about where we are at the midway point of 2020. Thanks for listening to The Lighter Side of Baseball on Spotify, iCloud, and uh, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud. I'm trying to come up with a new format, my Facebook page. And I appreciate some of the, uh, I tell you what, when guys, people listen, I'm getting uh, some nice messages on Facebook. I'm uh, messengering. I'm getting some some things on uh, some of those other social deals that I don't really respond to. Um, but I appreciate the comments. I do. And, um, we'll be looking forward to the next exciting, uh, on the lighter side of baseball, uh, podcast. So until then sponsorless, but I still hold out hope for getting some sponsors for year number three, but let's finish year number two, big and strong. And we'll go from there. So thanks again and have a great weekend.